Hey there, everybody. It's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and I am delighted tonight to be talking to Yinka Ewuola all about money, innovation, and girl power. Now, you all know I hate the word girl, so we're going to explain what that means a little bit later uh, because <laughs> I'm, I, we already had this conversation behind closed doors, so I understand my connotation here. But Yinka, thank you for being with us. Um, you're here for so many reasons. Uh, one is that you and I have been learning from a lot of the same elite leaders in the mindset space, and we have some very common themes in our lives and in our businesses, and I wanted to bring those out and talk about them tonight. Uh, but also, you are involved in UK Black Tech, and I want to know a lot more about that. So as you do your intro, I'm just going to make sure everybody knows we're coming and I'm listening and I'm here, but tell us all about your background and um, we're ready to go. Awesome. Uh, well, Joy, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. Um, as Joy said, my name is Yinka. I am, am founder and managing director of Kala Success Systems, um, which is very much focused on women in business. Um, and my aim and mission there is to ensure that women build thriving and profitable businesses while um, also having uh, fun, fabulous, inspiring and nourishing lives um, and not feeling like they have to choose between the two. Um, I also am one of the co-founding um, uh, members of UK Black Tech, uh, which uh, is very much focused on innovation and making sure that the UK is the most uh, diverse um, space in the tech environment in the world um, and really focused on ensuring that um, you know that we make a really exciting um, and amazing environment uh, to kind of lead the way um, for um, inclusion and diversity uh, in, in the tech space in the UK. Yeah, I love that so so much. Why is it important? Like why is this mission important? I mean I know we're living through the, uh, everyone's talking about it right now, but how do we keep this conversation going beyond this time period and, and why? Why, should, why does it matter? I mean, I think that it matters um, for so many different reasons. And, and, and I mean, the first, first thing that I will say is that uh, the reason why UK Black Tech is so focused on innovation, even though our name would imply that we're, you know, really focused on diversity and inclusion, is because ultimately innovation is about doing new things, is about doing the things that we do better, is about solving big problems, it's about being um, focused and really um, excited about creating a better world. Um, and that can't happen. New, different um, cannot happen with the same old thinking. And the, the fact is that the same old thinking comes from the same ideas, it comes from the same sources. Um, and we've had this long tradition of always going to the same places. And the idea of going to the same places for different answers um, is the definition of insanity. Um, and so one of the reasons why it matters so and is so important um, in terms of UK Black Tech is, um, is because diversity um, through innovation creates a better world for everybody. Um, this isn't just about making um, you know, things better for a specific or small group of people. The fact is that um, all the studies show that diversity um, in board positions, in tech companies, diverse companies, they make better products, they are more profitable, they solve better problems. And so um, it matters for every, the reason it matters is because it matters for us all. Um, the other thing I would say is that um, in terms of our work in UK Black Tech, we um, we came together as a collective and we recognize that there, there is absolutely an issue um, of diversity um, in the tech space. Um, but we also realized that unfortunately, because it isn't just about individual people behaving in specific ways, it's actually a structural issue. We identify that, that there are going to be some quick wins, but there are also going to be some other things that we probably will not see the change of in our lifetime. So we set about, um, when we launched back in February 2017, we set ourselves a 100 year plan um, built on five pillars. Um, those pillars are uh, participation, so making sure that there is representation and diversity at all levels within tech. Um, our, our second foundation is self-sustainability, because that's so important that, that 
I mean, basically he or she who, who pays the piper picks the tune. And so ensuring that individuals and businesses are self-sustaining uh, means that they have um, the opportunity not only to have a seat at the table, but to create their own tables and to, and to you know, call their own agendas. Um, the third pillar is about visibility and ensuring that, you know, the great work, the, the innovation and the, the impact um, of uh, diverse contributors to the space is well uh, documented and celebrated. Uh, one of the real key highlights in that pillar um, has been some of the campaigns that we've had, the Faces Like Me campaign, um, where we were able to highlight um, uh, tech professionals uh, from diverse backgrounds. And also we had a stock image project um, where um, we were able to create, um, you know, stock images of um, of people again, you know, black people, Asian people, um, to you know, to vary and diversify, um, you know, images and 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 um, create that opportunity for people, uh, particularly young people, but everyone to see people like them in promotional materials. Wait, can, um, I, can we? I, can I just pause right there because we had a very interesting conversation before we went live about this like people like me and looking at people like me. So one of the things I was talking to you about, because um, I've been talking to Yinka about being involved in Tech Pixies on the advisory side. And one of the things I said to her was we ran this ads campaign and we run it now a couple times. And we have this beautiful, beautiful woman in our network um, who's got darker skin. And when the ad went up, it didn't do as well as the other ads. Now, the same woman has the most, like, second most popular podcast that we have ever done on our podcast. And so, um, and I know her really well, and I just, I, she embodies what we do. And I wanted those ads to run because, to me, she's the perfect tech pixie. Um, but it was just so annoying to me that the ad spend was higher and and you actually said this is a thing like i think it's a thing but you know it's a thing so let's talk oh, about let's talk about that thing it's totally a thing um i mean as a, a black woman running a business i know that if i'm going to put my face on my ads i know that my uh, ads with my face on it will convert lower than if i gave my message my exact wording um you know my ideas uh to a uh, a blonde hair brown hair blue-eyed you know, a uh, white lady. I, I know that to, that there, there are studies to show that is the case. Now, again, which is one of the reasons why visibility is so important because um, a lot of what happens when we click on ads is um, is what happens before we, we check our uh, prejudices and we check what we are supposed to be like. Um, a lot of it is unconscious. It's split second decisions. And the fact is that um, we don't see many ads or, or we don't see enough ads. Um, and again, this is why visibility and, represent and representation is so important. We don't see enough ads with dark skinned uh, people. Um, we don't see enough ads with black women. We don't see enough ads with black children. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to see you know, publications coming out. Um, there's one called Coco, um, where it's, it's about black children and they're so beautiful and you know, the great thing is is to be for black, other black children to see publications with children who look like them. That visibility um, it has this, um, you know, the, the power of vision cannot be underestimated. We, you know, I was watching the Tech Pixies video and, and watching your vision board, um, you know, exercise. There is a reason why vision boards are so powerful. They're the reason there's a 42% increased chance of you succeeding in your goals just by writing it down and being able to see it in black and white. And so there is such power in vision, um, which is why visibility, seeing, um, you know, black people, um, um, black women, or with any women, seeing seeing people who look like you in positions of power um, in successful businesses um, with financial independence, it creates in you the bridge between where you are and where you want to be. And it, all of a sudden it's no longer um, uh, an idea or a dream it's actually something that's possible and so the our third pillar the third of the five and visibility is such a powerful uh, pillar um, and actually leads really nicely into the fourth which is around generational economics um, because ultimately you know as as young as I may or may not look I'm not going to see the end of a hundred year plan and so the intention there is to is to really think about legacy and longevity um, our mission is much bigger than any one of us. 
um, and so ensuring that that we empower our young people um, to um, to be able to to live their dreams to to uh, be the best of themselves, to have that self-sustainability um, and, and also to enable them to create, manage and, and increase their own wealth. Um, not only you know, by, be, by enabling them to have you know, the, the, a better platform, but also the education, the knowledge, the skills um, and the, um, the experiences of, of all of the different arenas in which money works and plays is super powerful. Okay, so but don't, you can't go on to the next one because we gotta stop here again. You and I had such a great conversation about this. I won, I won four or five, so you keep going. <laughs> okay, right, we'll get to five in a second, but this is so important. So something that's really, first of all, we're getting a lot of comments on this, okay? So we've got Sophie Bradley saying, this is so wrong and awful that ads do not do well. I'm so pleased you're talking about this. It needs to be talked about change must take place it must and i you know so important and then another one claire says um none of our national advertising reflects the real makeup of the population and it makes my blood boil so you know we it makes you know i'm glad that my community feels that way because it says that my community cares our community i mean it's not my community that the community of tech pixies cares um but let's talk about that financial piece, right? And, and I know we're coming at it from different angles, right? You're coming at it from uh, an angle of diversity. I'm coming at it from an angle of equality. And it was a, a mutual friend of ours, Suki Fuller, who explained to me the difference between equality, yeah, shout out to Suki Fuller, who explained the difference between equality and diversity, right? She's like, Joy, equality is about gender and diversity is much more. And she, what she was trying to say to me, because I think a lot of people do this and I did it. I did it unconsciously, like totally not realizing I was doing it. I just, I'm all about helping women, right? And I, I didn't realize that it's not just about helping women. It's about helping every woman, you know, from every background and making sure that everyone is represented. Um, and and that that is not just about getting women into power in tech, because then if you if you just focus on women and you don't realize the barriers that everyone's got to come into, you'll end up with what you just said. You'll end up with the the women whose ads do well and not, you know, every woman and every woman matters and every woman counts. And you've explained why that is. Um, but I think this financial piece is so critical because it really it really is and i would just say add to that around the diversity versus not versus but inclusion piece it's just to say that um it's a it's an issue really close to my heart because it, it's i can't explain um you you've either lived in these shoes or you haven't but i was saying to you earlier that i have afro hair my hair is as god gave it to me and to live in an, in an environment where you are constantly told that the way that God designed your hair, your, my hair needs should be chemically straightened um, in order to make it, you know, the number of times that as a woman with Afro hair, I've been told that my hair is unprofessional um, or I've been made to feel that I uh, need to change it in order to, to be perceived as a professional or to be perceived as competent or to be um, eligible, um, and, and let me be 100% clear, um, it is on a very rare occasion that someone will actually explicitly state this. It will always be in uh, funny jokes, slide digs, oh, you've changed your, you know, the, there are um, the, the social cues that we are given, the, the what we call microaggressions that we experience just around, um, you know, our skin, our hair, our, um, our, our facial features, you know, the size of our lips, the, you know, the size of our booty. Yeah, it's just, it's ongoing. And so where, for me, I feel it's really important to understand the intersectionality is that there, you know, when, when they, when they're thinking about, um, oh, we want to, you know, um, and again, while it's a generalization, you can pick me up on that later. But when, when um, you know, white male um, uh, colleagues are thinking about, oh, we want to diversify. There, there's a scale of diversity that they're thinking about. And the, the one that is least threatening and least um, um, uh, worrying uh, from, a, again, from that split second uh, decision are you know the people who look like their sisters the people who look like their mothers their wives that and and so you know it's it, it's going to be people who look a little bit 
less like them, but you know, it, again, it's down that sliding scale. So far at the other end is, you know, uh, you know, a dark skinned black woman with, you know, with Afro hair. And, and the, the fact is that the, the world that we live in is constantly telling us that, that, you know, the standard of beauty is way over there and you look like this. And so again, when it comes to those ads and thinking about uh, the, the importance of visibility and representation, um, it is something that, you know, I feel really passionate about, you know, I, we, I've thought in through many business iterations, you know, oh, if we just gave it to a, a blonde haired white woman, everything would be okay. Um, but I, I'm not going out like that. I'm not, you know, I would rather, authenticity is incredibly important to me. So, it, you know, if, if I need to tell you to keep your money in order to be authentic about what I'm doing in my business, then, you know, then so be it. Well, I want to talk about this because we were just, um, I feel like we, we get the, the, we get to share some of the amazing conversation we had before we went on camera. Um, but we talked, so one of the things that I have started to do, and I would really encourage everyone who's watching this to do this if you're not already doing it. So I've been really educating myself, you know, reading as many um, books as I can find um, and, you know, just watching different things. And so, uh, of course, I love a good entrepreneurial story. Um, the movie Joy happens to be one of my favorites, not just because it's my name, but it's also like a kick ass entrepreneurial story and when the um, movie uh, self or the the four-part series self-made popped up on my um, on my Netflix and I, Octavia Spencer was the star I mean she's one of my favorites I loved hidden figures um, and we like we have all our computers named after different people <laughs> so I, I named one of my computers um, after the role that Octavia Spencer played because I love Octavia Spencer so much but also that role was really cool but I, I, what I wanted to say was I saw her on it and I was like, you know, I got to watch this because it's about this woman being self-made. Now, what I didn't know about that show was that she was the first self-made woman in America, the first self-made millionaire in America. And, you know, she also was black, but that wasn't the point. She wasn't the first made self-million, you know, the first self-made millionaire woman who was also black. She was the first self-made millionaire woman, full stop. Yeah. And that was so powerful to me. And so I'm watching this series with my husband. He he got into it too. We really loved it. And also she talks, she goes into her marriage a little bit, which was tricky, you know, and I think when you're married to an entrepreneur, it's tricky, right? I mean, come on, it's not easy. And um, so we were kind of like watching that and, and we're kind of laughing a little bit because, you know, sometimes I get a bit obsessed about work and a bit obsessed about Tech Pixies. And I think uh, CJ Walker felt that way a little bit too. But anyway, we're watching this whole thing together and then... You know, we anyway. So I, the next morning, I said to Heidi, my daughter, who's she's um, she's setting up a t-shirt company, a horse t-shirt company, in order to pay for horse riding lessons. Because I could basically told her, look, if you want to pay for riding, horseback riding lessons, you got to figure out how to do it. So we've built this business during the coronavirus so that she can kind of fund her horseback riding lessons. But I said to her, I said, you've got to watch this series with me. It's so good. And I'm thinking, is it fully appropriate for someone that age? And she's like. <laughs> What's it about? And I said, well, it's about this woman. She created this hair product and she became the first self-made millionaire woman in the U.S. And she goes, oh, Madam C.J. Walker, because she'd read it in the Rebel Girls books. And so, you know, and I just thought, wow, like that was so cool. We had this moment where we got to really get excited about something that and, and I think it's because we've made an effort, you know, and I know that sounds Maybe that sounds callous and maybe that sounds, you know, I don't know what that sounds like. But for me, it's like I had a really special moment with my daughter because we both were making an effort to look beyond people that look just like us, you know. And I think and then that story was so magical. But you the connect, part you connected on the basis of another of a woman, of a woman striving for her dream you know, making her way in the world. Um, and I love actually uh, the, um, the fact that you've made your uh, daughter start a business. My sons uh, did the same. I, I set them the task of finding out a bit more about where we're from, uh, Nigeria, through lockdown. Um, and they came back and said, oh, we loved, uh, you know, we're so proud to be Nigerian. We love, um, you know, doing, we love finding it out, but finding it out was really difficult and tough and boring and we hated it. Um, so they put on a virtual expo 
because um, they said that if it's tough and boring for us, then it's going to be tough and boring for other kids. Um, yeah, they sold a bunch load of tickets. The video is about to go live. They've got summer extravaganza coming up. They're, they've got themselves a little, um, <laughs> a little funnel um, around cultural education. And again, the, the timing couldn't have been better in terms of that general uh, in terms of that generational um, economics piece, because ultimately, you know, they they just wanted money to, you know, buy earphones or whatever it is they want to buy. But what they've what they've learned um, in terms of, you know, how money works, um, money coming in, money coming out, the difference between revenue and profit, the difference between, you know, they 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 did a piece of work, they got some money. Now they're selling the video. That's now a passive income street, you know. So just I could tell you what passive income is, or you could, you know, see the money coming in from, you know, people buying your video, you know, every day. So um, just again, what you're doing with your daughter is is priceless. You know, she's not going to. Um, it's a start in life that, um, and again, you know, we said we were going to be talking about money because the story that women have around money and the story that society feeds women around money is so detrimental. It's it's not even funny. Um, well, so the fact that you're 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 changing that story for your daughter is so powerful. But I want to just like touch on that because when I, if I look at myself like six years ago. Okay, my daughter's 10. So six years ago, she was four. So she wasn't asking for pony lessons or all that stuff, you know? But if I looked at myself six years ago and she asked me that question, my answer would have been, I'm really sorry, we can't afford it. That's my answer. Like pony lessons are not cheap. Like horseback riding lessons are not cheap. And I would have said, I can't, we can't afford it. That's what I would have said. Now, what's changed? So what's changed is that I... A couple years ago, I decided I was going to stop surviving. I was going to start thriving. I started educating myself. I read books, a lot of the same books you've read. Um, and I started realizing that actually we've got superpowers. Just like you said earlier, women have superpowers, right? Diversity, there's superpower in being diverse. It's it's innovation. That's what it is. You, you already pinpointed it. Um, but, and it's, you know, and I think what I, what I, what's changed in me is as I've, now started to educate myself and started to learn from the experts in the field, I've started to realize actually what financial independence as a woman means. Like Absolutely. it means that I get to stay married because I want to be married, not because I can't make it out on my own or, you know, and, and so when my daughter says, I want to do pony lessons now, I say, great. Well, how are you going to make the money to do it? Because it's, it's, you know, it's that age old saying, like you can, you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish. And it's the same concept here. And it's like a light bulb's gone off in my head. And this is what I feel the message that I'm doing. And much of the message that you're doing is all about. It's about saying to women, you can be financially independent. And the financially independent woman is a totally different woman. And what that woman can give back to the world is so incredible and you I would say it's not only that you can and and I, I say that I, I I've been thinking um I, I described myself yesterday on on one of my social channels as what's called a possibilitarian um and I feel really passionately about the word I know it's made up the grammar police do not come for me I know it's made up it is not a real word however I'm making it a real word. You can come find me later. Um, it's all good. And the reason for that is because, and, and not only do I feel passionately about it, but I feel passionately that my children also feel that way, that they understand that there is nothing that is outside of their reach. Now, obviously, we live in the world we live. My children are black. You know, my husband is black. My children are black. I'm also black. So I do, I, I, I'm not going to fill their heads I'm not going to make sure that they're ill-equipped for the world. I'm going to make sure that they understand how it works. But in terms of, um, you know, what is possible for them, particularly from a financial perspective, it is my duty. And this is what I was just going to say to your point. Um, and again, around generational economics, because of the nature of the role that we have um, in our homes, in our communities, um, a, a financially empowered woman is um, is a not only is she a completely different ball game, but I 
I see it as my actual responsibility and duty as a mother, as a wife. I'm a better human being, um, being able to be financially independent. I'm a better member of my community. I'm a better member of my church. I'm a better business person. I'm, you know, how much of our brain space is taken up when we're not financially independent? How much of our brain space is, how much of our creativity and innovation is lost um, in that survival struggle? And so for me, as a mom, as a wife, as you know, all the different multi-hyphenate titles that I bear, um, it's incumbent upon me, if I'm gonna be able to thrive and do my best in each of them, that comes from me having to really see uh, financial independence in order to facilitate all the thriving in all the other areas of my life as my number one priority. And that's tough because society, you know, they, 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 the labels that they give us for, for being a good woman uh, come with words like selfless. And, um, you know, she puts everybody else before herself, you know, oh, she's so lovely. She's so caring. She's so, um, you know, we're constantly described in relation to others. Um, we're constantly um, expect, you know, the, the, the concept of selfless, um, you know, the absence of self or the reduction of self. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, this is not a question of pride or religion or anything like that. But I, I truly believe that we are born with, you know, specific and unique talents that only we have. And, and we're supposed to do things with them. We're supposed to, you were supposed to put them in service to the mission that we've been given and go out there and, and be the best of ourselves and, and to go out there and impact the world in the way that only we can. And we can't do that if we're literally just trying to work out how we're gonna pay the bills every single month. And so for me, I'm, I feel so honored um, you know, to have the opportunity to do what I do to support women and, and to really kind of talk about this because it's, it's a tough conversation. But then, you know, once you realize that, you know, you can, not only can you, and, and again, like I said, that possibilitarian piece, um, not only can you be financially independent, but you need to be, and you need to strive for that, that financial freedom because I know that you're going to be an amazing steward of money and you're going to go and impact the world. But then, but then the great thing happens that we lift as we climb. You know, as I climb for my dreams, I lift my other sisters along with me and vice versa. That's how we're able, and again, that leads in perfectly to my fifth pillar, which is community building. Um, because again, you know, we are that that whole piece about I am because we are, um, and that 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 um, corporate responsibility, that corporate improvement is so close to my heart. It, it's it's how everything gets better when we all think about being the best of us so that we can be the best of one another. So yeah, I, you know, I'm so passionate as you can tell about UK Black Tech. Um, and I'm also really passionate about what I'm able to do in color and the way that I'm able to support women um, around, you know, business and, and, and that not having to choose between thriving in life and thriving in business. The um, comments are blowing up, just so you know. I'm, like, I'm looking at this, everyone's like, they love possibilitarian. How do you say that? <laughs> yeah, possibilitarian. Yeah, I'm there with you on that. I totally buy into that. Um, Claire says, we need a mindset shift on this selfless. No one is really selfless. We just naturally want to help others. And, you know, I, I, oft I had to write this down because I always get it wrong. But I often say um, it is selfish to be selfless. And, and I, that's a concept people don't really understand. And the way I describe it is like if you've got a cup and you're pouring it out into other people all the time, that cup becomes empty. And then you have nothing to pour out anymore. So I'm not from an empty cup. It's just that simple. But so your number one priority is to keep that cup full. Keep that cup, pour from your overflow. It cannot, you cannot constantly, there's nothing to give if you keep giving. And so it, it's so important that we um that we reclaim and again i we talked a lot about reclaiming but you know we reclaim the idea of what it means to be a good woman what, what it means to be a woman what it means to be a mother what it means to be a wife like uh, like you said staying married because you want to be so powerful that it makes you a better wife um your husband doesn't want I assume I've never met him, but I, you know, who wants to be stayed with because, you know, they, they're, they're providing, you know, their financial security. And, and like I said, that's not me. I, I don't have any judgment for anyone else's relationship. I just know what I want for mine. 
and so and and that's and that's ultimately what I'm focused on I think he'd like it if I kept the house a little bit tidier and didn't work all the time um but I yeah we had this like Friday before Father's Day it's like do you think you could stop working and maybe help out around the house a little bit and I thought oh my gosh I've become that guy um so uh Nick we can talk about that I've got something to help (laughs) yeah we should talk about that Nick says feminine power is rooted in community Aguda says financially independent makes us better women overall great point um, and Sophie, who this is not no surprise whatsoever, she says community is key. She is a huge uh, proponent of community. And actually, w- what you said there was really interesting. Um, so the font for Tech Pixies um, on our kind of everyday type font that we use in all of our support documents. Um, so we think all the way down to the granular level. Um, so I picked this font a couple years ago. It's Ubuntu. And it's Desmond Tutu, Desmond Tutu's favorite word, and it's people are people because of other people, and that's what Tech Pixies was for me. You know, I am uh, Tech Pixies is what Tech Pixies is because of the people who are in it, and um, you know, and it's not about me, uh, and and it's about the community, and I totally get. I totally get that need for community, and and this is really why it's important to me that we we don't become a I don't know if there's even a way of describing it, but a monosyllabic community, right, where we we're one thing and we're not, you know, we don't have that innovation that you're talking about. We don't have um, that diversity, that connection on a deeper level, on a human level. I think to add to that, and it's so funny because if you go to my Twitter, my name is currently Yinka Ewala, hashtag Ubuntu. Um, And again, that was a challenge that was uh, put out by a really good friend of mine, again, just through this time for us to really feel that solidarity with one another around, you know, the issues going on uh, in the world at the moment. Um, But again, on the community front, one thing that I, I feel really strongly about, and again, we were talking about this earlier, is literally community is a is and and collaboration and working together is literally a feminine superpower um it is how we are made it is how we thrive and so um but i was saying that that for many of us who came up in corporate i came up in corporate um uh, and because the environment is so masculine and because the models of success are in a masculine paradigm we forget that and, and we forget that that this that's that's where our our mind actually centers. It's this incredible book that I recommend everyone should read. Um, it's called Inside Her Pretty Little Head. Um, and it looked at um, the paradigms and the way, um, it, the implications of marketing um, uh, to women. Um, it's a book I've read a couple of times and I'm rereading it again. And I honestly feel like I'm reading it for the first time again, again. Um, but the point is for me that community is such a powerful um no let me let me let me backtrack on that community is one of our superpowers as women and so it's where we need to lean it's where it's where we need to focus it's where um it's where we get draw our strength it's where we are kept accountable it's where we get snatched and told you know you're out of order you know do better not and not just do better because you're part of our community but do better because you deserve better um and having that community to reflect back to you not who you are but who you're born to be and who you're becoming is is such a powerful part of of what makes us better as women and so for me I feel really you know that that pillar particularly within the work that we do in UK Black Tech um, but also in my work in Calais Success Systems I'm super passionate and excited about the stuff I've got coming up in the future around community because I know that that's where some of our superpowers lie I know that you know, when I speak to a woman uh, or when I work with a woman and, and, you know, she says, oh, you know, I'm spending all of my time in work. I'm focused on work all the time. And I'm, and I'm able to say, actually, you know, let's think about you in the round. Let's think about holistic. Let's think about things holistically. You know, when, you know, when all said and done, you're not going to, you're not going to say, oh man, I wish I went to more meetings. You're going to, you're going to think about relationships. You're going to think about love. You're going to think about who really matters to you. And yes, you're absolutely going to think about your ambitions and whether you actually fulfilled your mission and, and, and did the best you could with that. But I think it's really important for us to, to celebrate and to focus on, you know, the things that make us uh, the best of who we are and, and community and, and, and our, um, our focus on corporate, I think, is, is something that we absolutely should lean into more as women. 
Well, that is so powerful. Everything you just said is so powerful. And people are, well, they want to know the name of the book again. It's called Inside Her Pretty Little Head. Yeah. And who's it by? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just trying to see if I can see it in my little book stack. Oh, it's I love that you have a book stack. My husband was like, do we have to have this book stack? I'm like, yes, we do. Um, it's by Jane Cunningham and Philippa Roberts. Um, okay. I, I like oh, brilliant. Okay, I love that. Um, no, that's so everything you do. I'm just sitting here going like I could listen to you for hours because, but I, I think one of the things, I think what's really important is my audience uh, and our community of Tech Pixies is making that shift from actually being the person who on their deathbed doesn't regret not fulfilling their purpose, right? They're, they're making that shift. So what's happening is they're starting to work again. They're starting to earn again. They're starting to find their superpower. They're starting to find their voice. They're starting to you know, really get into that place where they've got big dreams and big ambitions. And of course, then once you go into that place, then you get really hyped up and excited about that exciting adventure that you're on, which is what I think both of us have experienced. And then you have to go, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm married. I've got kids. I've actually got to like contribute to the house because I'm like, I've disappeared for a couple of days. You know, I, I mean, I, my husband will regularly, I mean, he'll regularly tell you, I'm just, I'm not always around and he does a lot. And so I've, you know, but, but you've got to cross now I'm working backwards. Now I'm like, okay, now we've got the business going. Now things are going with momentum. Now I've got a team. I can start to step back and reclaim some of my family life, right? But it's, it's a very interesting um, way we have to navigate it because you've got to first and foremost believe that you've got a purpose, that believe that you've got these skills, believe that you've got something that the world needs from you. And then once you lean into it, then you've got to kind of go and hang on, I got to balance that with all these other things that I committed to in life, like the partner and the kids. So I talk to us about that. I'd love to know because one of your <laughs> specialties is navigating this. So yeah, you know, I, what I would say is that um, one of my real passions, as I said, is, is a holistic approach to, uh, to success. Um, and the reason I feel so passionately and why, one of the ways that my business started, um, there, were, there were three kind of uh, critical mind points that made me, uh, that, that seeded the birth of my, of, of my business. The first was um, an orientation on, on the first day in one of my big corporate jobs. Uh, where the guy said, oh, welcome to said industry. Um, you know, the, the profession where you don't know your kids, but you get to love your grandkids. And I, I, I like, uh, I was, I looked around and I was like, okay. Um, I was like, don't pull a face. Cause you know, I'm one of very few black people in a room. It will be very obvious. <laughs> uh, they will see you straight away. So I just made a mental note that yes, I'm going to be here. I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow. This is an investor in my breathtaking future, but I'm not going to be here forever. Um, the second point was when my mom um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I mean, first thing I will say is that she's absolutely fine. If you see my mom now, you not only would you never know that she was ever sick, uh, but that woman is Benjamin Buttoning like you would not believe. Her skin is uh, incredible and she's in amazing health. And that's a completely different story for another time. But, but watching her have to leave uh, chemotherapy treatment to go and service clients um, because of, you know, a, a couple of different things and, and but also because, because of the nature of the business and the industry and what have you. But what, watching that, uh, me thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way than this. That like, I only get one mum. I'm not happy for this, for things to go like this. Um, and then the third and kind of final, and again, this speaks to the point that you were just mentioning was having, um, so I, I decided to step in to help my mum with her business. Um, and that's a business I'm still a director of today. And we, you know, we're passionate, we, we help with school food. So we've been super busy through this COVID time, um, you know, helping, you know, vulnerable families um, and using schools as hubs for community food. Um, but through learning to, to develop and, and improve on that business, I would, I've, we have spent so much money on courses and training and masterminds from all these amazing 
guide teachers and they have taught, taught us tools and tactics and strategies and they are fantastic. Um, and I'm that swatty girl, you know, I'm that girl who does her homework. I'm that girl, you know, if you give me seven assignments, I will do all seven. And so in, in beginning to implement, again, I'm, you know, you say, you know, learn something, go and do it. I learn it and I'll go and do it. But then watching the results that I was getting compared to the results that they were claiming to get, I was like, there's something like, this has never happened to me before this, you know, you've said A plus B equals C and I'm not getting C. And then what I began to realize is that what they had been presenting as the work of one, um, as the work of their incredible system or their amazing tool or tactic um, was actually the work of two because it was the work of their amazing tool or tactic and it was also the work of the the woman uh, the wife the the mother of the children who facilitated their opportunity for this long stretch of time away and you know this monomaniacal focus and so watching um, you know, it wasn't just me, but, but you know, going to conferences and seeing guys go um, in the break to the coffee and, and watching the women run to the toilet and call the kids at home and check that they just haven't been eating beige food and, and chocolate for, for breakfast. Um, it just occurred to me that there is a mental space taken up. Um, and again, it, it, yes, obviously that, that mental space is more if you have children, but even if you don't have children, there is a role that is often played by women in their households, in their communities, in their, in society. Um, and so that, that, that kind of clear runway that, that a lot of the guys that, that I've spent, you know, lots of money learning from, and I will caveat and say that they taught me so much, I, I don't regret a penny that I've spent but it was being presented as the work of one and it wasn't, it was the work of at least two because they're incredibly amazing wives, you know, were creating the opportunity for them to really have that uh, singularity of focus. And I, you know, I, I, if I look at your to-do list or you look at mine, I've got seven things for the business. I've, I've then got, you know, I've got stuff I need to order for the children. There's, there's you know, uh, uh, you know, my children's, their knees seem to eat material. So they're constantly busting holes in their tracksuit bottoms. So, you know, I need to go and buy one of those. I need to, you know, there's always seven other things and departments in our lives that are constantly ongoing. And so what I, what in a very long roundabout way to say is that, that used to frustrate me because I because I was trying to build a business the way that got, that the guys had told me to, um, but their method of building a business and, and reaching for success works excellently uh, in that paradigm, but that wasn't my paradigm. So what I've had to do is learn and cultivate and craft a completely different method. Um, I, I refuse to have less success than they have. It's just not, it's not in my nature to, I'm, I'm you know, one of my tips for your awesome community, you know, you need to ask for more. However much you're asking for, you need to ask for more. And so I, I, I refuse to have less, but I refuse to work harder. And um, there has, I, 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 I said to myself, there has to be a better way. And I was determined to go and find it. And so now what I, what I encourage, um, you know, people, women who work with me and what I would encourage you to do is like you said, to think in reverse. Um, if you, I don't know if you've heard the metaphor of, of, of the, the full jar. And, and you know, if you, if you fill a jar with sand, it's full. But if you fill a jar with big boulders and then with small boulders and then with pebbles and then with tiny stones and then with sand, you fit so much more in it. And, and yet, and then it's full. And so it's about thinking about that, you know, those, those big boulders are, um, you know, the, the, the things for you, your own self-care, that's your priority, higher than your children. Hi yes, I said it, higher than your children, higher than your marriage is your own self-care because without you, none of that happens anyway. So looking after yourself has to be those bigger boulders. And then, you know, the smaller stones, your marriage, your family, and then, you know, your business. And actually, if, if your business, if you're dedicating less time to your business, but you still want those results, then, then, you know, the magic word and the word that I work with women is around systems, but most importantly, around a leveraged mindset. It's not about working more and getting more. It's about working less and using leverage to get more. There is so much there we can unpack, but that is huge. And so for some people who maybe Tech Pixies has been their first foray into kind of online learning, 
Yinka and I have done a bunch of the online learning that's out there and we've watched these huge, and when we say launches, that's when someone launches a course or launches a product and we've watched them and they are usually white men. Um, one of the things that I actually, one of the reasons I love Amy Porterfield is because she is making it happen and she's a woman in that space and actually she's making it happen almost better than most of those guys in the space and that's very powerful for me as a woman to watch her just crush it um and do such a great job and then you know and she got a lot of flack um she she was talking last year about making 16 million she'd set a goal to make seven one of her really good friends um i think it was rachel hollis said well if you can make seven you can make ten and so then she, you know, she said, okay, I'm going to go make 10 and she made 16 and I'm sure not all the numbers have come in and everything, but I, she's, I remember she said, I got to stop. I like, she felt like she had to stop talking about it because people started thinking it was all about the money. And she's like, well, there wasn't a single woman out there talking about it. So I didn't, I thought if I shared talking about it, that it would help other women see that it was possible for them because no other woman was doing that in the online space. Actual real life. In fact, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to be. Or I, I. That's absolute rubbish. Like the, the the guys in that space spend all their time. That in fact, it's all over their testimonials. It's all over. They sell what they sell by talking about the money. And so once again, it it the the double standards. And and this is what what um part of what drives me it used to make me so ragey but I, you know your message gets lost in rage so I'm not angry about it at all but the double standard always boggles my brain I was I was reading an article recently about Alison Felix uh, the sprinter um amazing not not even just a, to call her an amazing sprinter is is like calling Beyonce an okay singer she is the most phenomenal human um you know serena williams and phenomenal again and and the thing is alison felix um uh, uh eclipsed usain bolt in in the record for the, the most goals at a world championship and she had to campaign and make nike change their athletic contracts because she lost her contract because she got pregnant and i just want to add to that story the fact that usain bolt uh excitingly you know is starting a family we've not heard a single thing about any such um challenge to his income or 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 what he has to contend with um and and in terms of their their industries they are on a par and so this constant double standard of um you know aim what amy does um ultimately is about gen revenue generation so, so it's for, for society to be so offended that a person with boobs is talking about money uh, smacks of such ridiculousness, especially given the business that she's in. But I can totally believe it and understand it. I, all I would say is because um, I, I already claimed possibilitarian as one of my as one of my descriptors uh, a couple of days ago. I I'm I I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about when when it when it's time to talk about money I'm absolutely going to talk about the money anyone who's uncomfortable the great thing about socials is you can unfollow people you can follow people so to me to hear that she had to she felt that she had to stop that it I, I find it frustrating but I also um I mean she's queen and what she's doing and you know she can just carry on doing what she's doing but it just boggles my brain because she's doing what the others are doing um it's all about revenue that that's the nature of their business so for, for her to have a gag on her because she has boobs I am not about that life I'm gonna send her that clip <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true and actually you know and the crazy thing is is majority of her audience is is women so I also think this is a really important message all you ladies out there you know, let's lift each other up. Let's be proud of the women in our audience, in our audience, in our community. You know, it's about it's about lifting each other up, and it's like what you like what you said is is let's live out that legacy of community. Let's live out that legacy of lifting other women up and not pulling them down because the we should be proud that someone is financially independent. We should be proud that someone is shouting about it because it means it's possible. And I think the thing I would say there as well is that we lift as we climb. Mm. You shouldn't have enough excess energy to be worrying about someone else, what someone else is talking about. You should be focused on your own climbing. 
Uh, I, my my responsibility is to be be on my climb and to lift as I go. To, to, to see to see others lifted as I climb in my own mountain. It isn't to have so much excess time and energy that I'm so worried about someone that's like, hey, you shouldn't be counting other people's money anyway. Oh my gosh, I'm so got South London on you now, so I'm gonna calm that down. But all I will say is that if we lift as we climb, then all of a sudden, the, I mean, that takes up all of your day. Lifting, climbing, there's no, there's no time for anything else. I love that. That's so good. I always talk about keeping your eyes in your own boat. Um, when I was a <laughs> rower, I had a coach who said, look, every time you look out of the boat, you lose a couple seconds. And if you lose a race by a couple seconds, it's because you looked out of the boat because you because when you look out, the balance goes off. And I think that's, you know, keeping your eyes in your own boat, keeping your eyes in your own race on your own prize, you know, that that's what matters because you'll get to the finish line. And if you're worried about everybody else, you're not you're not in the right headspace to get to the finish line at first, right? And if that matters to you, or just even finishing matters to you, focusing on everyone else, like you said, just detracts and takes energy away. We have but the way that you drive when you're putting your foot on the pedal and driving, you know, down the motorway is so different to how you drive when you're looking for the exit. Yeah, t totally. You are. That's so true. I, this is like the best conversation ever. I just like, I'm just, I, we're going to make these into lots of little things that are going to go out onto all of our social media so people get the full thing. Um, but I, I love, I love the way you think, Yinka. Um, so there's a couple questions here, but I obviously I don't want to, I want to close on the girl thing because uh, <laughs> that'll be really important. So let's go through the questions and then we'll come back to the girl thing. Um, Sophie says, how did you decide on your business name? And then what is your superpower? Uh, my business name is Kala Success Systems. Kala uh, lilies are my favorite flower. Um, so it is unashamedly feminine and very much me. Uh, Success Systems is because it is systems that are the difference that make the difference. Um, uh, there's a guy called uh, James Clear. He wrote Atomic Habits. It's one of my most exciting, like the way that that book is just brilliant. It's not even a joke. Um, but he says that that you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems and habits. And it is systems that is one of the really key leverage points that women can use to absolutely, you know, make, um, you know, unbelievable amounts of revenue and profit but without any additional work. And so I wanted to put it front and center that, um, and again, people often hear systems and think tech. Uh, systems and tech are not necessarily connected or related at all. Systems is a way of thinking and it's a way of behaving. And I, because I wanted to really support and, and, and champion women to really feel comfortable in systems, that's why I um, uh, called my business Color Success Systems. My superpower, um, I should have thought about this beforehand. It clearly isn't thinking on the spot about my superpower, but um, I'm definitely a champion. I'm someone who champions others. I um, help uh, people to see the best in themselves. Um, I'm crazy detail orientated. I, I guess um, my superpower, I know it's really cliche, but my superpower is, is being me and being the best of me. Um, and and as for the list of what that entails, uh, drop me an email at hello at callousuccess.com and I'll tell you all about it. I love it. I love it. So good. And um, Atomic, I went a bit nuts. I don't know if you saw it when you said the book Atomic Habits. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and I did a whole four part series on it. I love it so much. And when, when our women go through the SMART goals um, section of our program, we always point them to Atomic Habits and we always point them to that four-part habit series because you can make all the goals and set all the dreams in the world, in the world, but if you don't actually have the habits that are gonna change the way you do things, you're not gonna get there. You know, like what got you here is not gonna get you there. It's that concept that you've got to actually change your habits. Um, okay, there's another great question. Uh, there's, there's, we'll go through a couple more. One is, um, if you could wave your magic wand and change one thing, what would that be? Oh, that's a good one. I think I should ask everyone that. Um, if I could wave a magic wand and change one thing about what? The world or the... Yeah, about the world. If it was just one thing, what would you change? Could be about the world. I would... 
ensure that every person, man, woman, child, would have a really clear understanding of the amazingness that has been put inside of them, mm. have a really clear sense of the mission that they've been given and have the self-assuredness and the drive to pursue it relentlessly, um, you know, without fear, without favor, um, because I genuinely believe that if every person had that, we would literally be living in a different place. I feel like that's mic drop. I feel like that's the end of the interview. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, last two. Oh, well, actually, these are both tied into the same question. And I think we've, we've kind of skirted around this a little bit. But uh, and I think this is a great question. So I'm going to combine the two. And then we'll wrap up on this. Uh, well, wait, no, 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 hold on. We got to wrap up on girls. So we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, but maybe this ties into girl. Maybe you can, maybe you can relate this in somehow. Uh, so the question is, um, is it possible to have it all? I would love to know Yinka's advice to women for managing a business and a young family successfully. Um, yes, it absolutely is uh, possible to have it all. Uh, I genuinely believe that. And I think that one thing that I think is really important is that um, if we look at what that means and, and the definition of each of those words, I think that that's where it really starts. So I think um, it's really important um, that you define what all means for you in your life at this time. Um, I believe that in the fullness of my entire life, I will have all the things that I want that um, you know, that's what I believe, that's what I'm working towards, that's what I'm going for. Um, but does that mean that I will have everything today? Um, no, because um, as with, as like everybody else, I have 24 hours uh, in this day and another, if I'm lucky enough to wake up tomorrow or blessed enough, as I should say, uh, to do the same. So I think that the the definition of all, I think is, is, is one of the most powerful components um, of that question. Um, I think it's really important to understand what all is. I think it's really important to understand what all looks like, what all feels like, um, and, and more importantly, why that all is for you. Uh, too, far too often, we spend um, so much time defining our all by other people's standards, by other people's ideas, um, and as a result of that, even when we go out and get that version of all, we still feel unfulfilled. Um, so I think defining all, I think, is really important. Um, apologies. Um, what I would also say, though, and, and kind of linking it into uh, the, the idea of girl, my, one of, one of my uh, most exciting sayings recently has been, um, I advise women uh, to thrive like a girl. Um, it was so funny because when I said that, Joy went, no, don't say girl. It's so patronizing. And I said, you know what? You are absolutely right. Um, we live in a society where being told that being like a girl is an insult. Oh, you fight like a girl. Oh, you cry like a girl. Um, and actually, I felt exactly the same but but what I've come to discover is that now I feel quite differently about it because I think back to a time um before I worried if my bum looked big in in this or and before I doubted whether something was for me or whether I was enough or whether I was good enough or whether I should or you know what would other people think of me and as I recall that time you know that that's one of the uh, mindsets or, or mental spaces that, that, that the women uh, that I work with feel most empowered, they feel most confident, they feel most driven. And I was reminded that actually that is exactly how we were when we were girls. Um, we may have been very, very little girls. Um, it depends on how early society got hold of you. But the fact is that there was a time when you were just you, confident in your skin, um, pushing for your goals, pushing for what you want. You know, you were a baby, you were hungry, you cried. Um, there wasn't a worry about, um, you know, whether it was too loud or whether it was the middle of the night and your parents were asleep or had to go to work. You were, you were definitive in your essence of yourself and you were happy to, to be 
full force about what it was you wanted. And so reclaiming some of that confidence, reclaiming some of that self-assuredness and, and, and um, embodiment of, of yourself in your skin, I think is really, really powerful. And so to specifically answer the question of how you balance um, you know, running a business and having a family, I think balance is a very loaded word and, and, and implies equality. If you think about a wheel, you know, balance is like all the, all the spokes being of, of equal length. Um, but again, that's not necessarily something that is practical. What I like to think of is harmony. I like to think of different notes coming together to make something work in, in motion and, and, in move, and moving together for a, for a better sound. And so thinking about that practically, it's a, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm, uh, there's an exercise that I support uh, my women with where we go through and we look at what is in your life, what is in your business, what are your goals, what, how much time do you have? Where is your self-care? Self-care is the first thing that I put in every schedule. It is non-negotiable because, uh, because uh, uh, an ill person, they, it's not an ill person that's going to run the best business. You know, for everything and how amazing Steve Jobs was, the fact is that his health ultimately put an end to him being able to continue to pursue his dream. And so your health, your, me your mental well-being, your physical well-being is of paramount importance. So that's what goes in the diary first. Um, I'm obsessed with diaries because what's in the schedule is real. Um, if it's not in my diary, it doesn't happen. I forget so many different things. I've got so many different plates spinning. And so we sit down and we look at the schedule and we're like, okay, so where is self-care? Okay, so what did your family need? We look at, you know, all the things on your list and we think about, well, one of my favorite phrases when I'm doing that is, is to only do what only you can do. You know, I, you know, if, if someone else can do it, then ask yourself why you're doing it. Um, so there's a long, um, I, I shouldn't say it's long, it's, it's a very um, exciting, um, but a very different way of approaching the concept of having it all. But what it leaves you with is the opportunity to be your best in each space, because you're not, you, you don't feel like you're stealing from one area to, to grab for another. Um, no, I mean, mummy guilt is real. I mean, <laughs> mummy guilt, you know, oh, I, to constantly feel like you should be somewhere else. It's, it's a very uh, detracting feeling and, it, and there's a real emotional weight in that. And so um, rather than looking for balance, trying to look for harmony and working towards harmony, something that I, I work with ladies to do. Um, and, but, but going for that approach, I feel is a much more holistic approach and, and is even easier and better for their mental health. Um, and so that would be my advice in a very long-winded answer. My apologies. <laughs> well, that was perfect. And we have to wrap up. Someone just said sleep and self-care is so important. And I'm thinking we all got to go to bed soon. Um, of course, I've, I've still got to jump on to a conference that's running until 11 o'clock tonight after this. But I just wanted to touch base with, um, so we've so many wonderful comments here. I just hope you get a chance to go back and read this. Um, Jess Rogers, who was just on the podcast, says harmony rather than balance. I love that. Um, Sophie says, brilliant. Harmony is such a great, a good way to look at it. Well-being is truly paramount. You are so wonderful. Thank you. Um, so let's close on this. Um, besides saying thank you, I don't really want to let you go, quite frankly, but we're going to have to do that. We all have to take care of ourselves and like actually go to sleep tonight, um, although I could stay on for hours. Um, what? Give me the acronym for GIRL. Let's close on that. Yes. So. Um... When I say that, that women should thrive like a girl, I, um, again, because I know that it's triggering, I, I mean, there are so many, but the one that I've been promoting and talking about the most is about being a grounded, impassioned, resourceful leader, um, because that's who we are. When we are at our best, when we're focused on our mission, when, we are, when we're focused in our lane, when we are putting ourselves first because we know that we have a bigger mission and we're, we're going out to serve our community and our world when we are you know treasuring our time because we recognize that it's our only non-renewable resource um and so you know we're we're happy to ask for help we're happy to use the things that 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 really show that we treasure our time um and we're really able to really put um you know the things that we love and that fill our souls and and make our hearts sing um 
front and center of, for us to replenish us, um, then yeah, then, then we're thriving like a girl and, and we are those grounded, impassioned, resourceful leaders. Amazing. I just thank you. What a blessing you have been to us tonight. Um, Julie says, thank you. That really hit the spot. And Michelle says, thank you. Inspirational. So amazing. I really appreciate it. Yinka, we hope we'll, you'll come back on the podcast at some point. I know I'm certainly hoping to get to work with you. And uh, just everything you said resonated so strongly. Uh, for me, for sure. And lots of thank yous on the comments. Um, so thank you also to the live audience. I know it's not easy to come on at 830 at night and listen live. Uh, but I love, love, love that um, you guys came. Uh, Lulu has decided to tattoo <laughs> tattoo your definition of girl on her. All right, Lulu, send us, send us the tattoo. There's much coming. There's much coming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but thanks to everybody who's watching live. I know it takes a lot to stay up late and do this, but it was really wonderful. Grounded, impassioned, resourceful leaders. So that's what we're going to leave that on. We hope that you all become grounded, impassioned, resourceful leaders. And better yet, that you discover the grounded, impassioned, resourceful leader that you already are and then lean into that. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>